0: Hello and welcome to a podcast series exploring student enterprise projects brought to you by SOAS Radio. I'm your host, Kimia Kadri. This week we'll be speaking with Yulia Kozakova, professional vocalist and SOAS student, about her student enterprise project, an initiative concerned with engaging with Roma music through immersive workshops Today, we'll not only be talking about the project and its development, but we'll also be having a conversation regarding the widespread perceptions of Roma culture and Roma music and its place in contemporary music. Yulia, the student leading the Enterprise Project, is keen to showcase Roma's cultural heritage, which is so close to her, with as many people as possible. Yulia performs professionally in Slovakia, and for her, Roma music has a very strong power to connect people, a universal language that we can communicate through. The workshop allows for a participatory engagement with Roma or Gypsy culture and Yulia is keen to inform others and acknowledge the distorted associations of Gypsy or Roma cultures which are too often romanticized and exoticized. Made out as aged and of the past, Yulia's initiative shows how Roma music is alive and how its current form is far from caravans, hippies, feathers and campfires. Hi Yulia, so nice to have you.
1: Hello, thank you very much for having me, that's my pleasure.
0: Um, we're going to start off by listening to a, a segment of a song that you've chosen to showcase. Um, could you tell us a little bit about this song and why you wanted to showcase it? Yes, of
1: course. It's very nice to be able to share my music uh, with you here. And this recording is from the online concert that we were having for SOAS concert series, actually, uh, in the June of this year with my band. And uh, actually, there in the recording, you will hear two two songs in, in a row, uh, and both are Roma traditional songs of the genre, the subgenre called chardasha. And yeah and the first song is about saying something like you know when i was going to the city i was uh, i was looking for the right skirt to buy which is very you know very typical for roman traditional uh, lyrics it's very easy simple casual And the second one is saying something like, uh, you know, inviting and encouraging Roma people to to have fun and celebrating, like saying literally like, oh, Roma people, what shall we do? Uh, Let's just, you know, play and dance and celebrate life together. So this is the main message, I would say, of the second song.
2: So am not I Iziniše, sokerdžo, tu so na 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 I ai de vla le pe mangesote chera le mangelashi voia ve chera a shivoia kerava tu mensa te, voya me voya me te, te mula fina aba me tu sta a shivoia kerava tu mensa mula granada am
0: So, Yulia, what are some of the instruments that are being used in this track? Could you tell us a little bit more about it?
1: Yeah, so the instruments used are very typical for, from, for Roma traditional music from Slovakia, which is a cymbalum band. Cymbalum is a traditional instrument. It's a hammered dulcimer, dal- so that's um, the most typical in the band and that's accompanied by double bass, viola and uh, violin and uh, my vocal, of course. But uh, in the first song, you heard only viola with double bass and my vocal. And in the second song, uh, which has a quite happier and more joyful vibe, you heard the whole band uh, playing together and me singing.
0: So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you conceptualize this initiative? I've just finished a uh, second year at SOAS. I'm a music student at
1: SOAS. And I was planning to do something like this uh, from the beginning, uh, from when I entered to SOAS, because I wanted to contribute somehow to the environment of our university and to share with the UK public music that I do. And it was my dream, actually, to bring our band to, to the UK. And it was planned to organize a concert as a part of SOAS Concert Series the past year. But because of the pandemic, we had to do it uh, in an online version. It was recorded here in Slovakia, and then it was it was broadcasted in, in the UK at the platform of SOAS Concert Series. But thanks to the support of uh, SOAS Enterprise uh, Initiative, And also, thanks to the support of Slovak Arts Council, we are able to make these plans for the next academic year in person. So it will be workshop and also concert in person, hopefully with our whole band uh, the next year.
0: That sounds so exciting. I mean, you've had such a busy year. I mean, it's hard enough being a student during a pandemic. But I mean, you've got so much going on. And you know, you've got your professional career, as well as you know, this great initiative that you've got, because it's like direct engagement with music, which is what what you want, really, especially for people to experience it firsthand. I think it's such a great way to do it. So the workshop at so your initiative is a two-day workshop focused on Roma traditional songs from Central Europe, and um, with a final concert um, involving the participants at the end. So how how would you how are you planning to structure the workshop? What's going to be included? The workshop will be structured or is designed for
1: white public. So it's not only for, you know, professional musicians or singers or people that um, sing or play any instruments, but we want to design it in a way that it would be accessible to anyone who is interested uh, in singing, in body percussion, in Roma culture, and uh, or maybe, you know, they want just to listen or to learn something new, and uh, it will be you know they will um, the participants will be able to learn about the most uh, typical and two most basic traditional genres of Roman music from Slovakia, which are halgato and chardash songs uh, and we will talk about them l- more later, I believe. So it will be based on singing in on a group singing body percussion as well, and also we, we will want to talk more about you know social background of roma culture and basically to little bit contribute to refuting all those uh, misinterpretations of roma culture that are so present nowadays in a society
0: from how i understand it this whole project is concerned with enlightening and informing people about roma culture so what does roma or romani culture or music at least mean for you mm, this very nice question you know
1: my first uh, the first time that i that i became involved with roma culture and how i perceived roma culture was through music and this is uh this is what what is most important about roma culture for me even now because um this music is very special for me because it has such a you know contrast to uh, poles for me like there is a one side which is very you have all those slow portrayed lament songs called talgato in Roma music which is a great uh, way for me how to express sadness in a way i want to and then you have those happy and joyful songs which are totally the opposite of the previous one and they they just make me happy even listening to them and, and even more you know performing and singing them and being part of them so Roma Roma music or Roma culture for me means expressing emotions in a way I I love to.
0: That's so well explained. Thank you. And so um, do you focus more, I'm assuming, on Slovak Roma music um, more than the others? Yes, I do.
1: Uh, from, you know, um, I'm not Roma myself, but I, I was growing into Slovak traditional music, which for me has a very similar vibe or at least you know as it has very similar instruments it has um it has a similar sound but has uh, something more even more special in it so that's why I'm so uh, so
0: fascinated about about
1: that so yes
0: why do you think there's a general ignorance about roma music and roma culture so i believe there might be two
1: reasons why the first is that uh it's too difficult to define what is actually Roma music or what is Roma culture and it is because Roma people were always adapting to uh, the culture to language to music customs of the of people of the majority uh, in the countries where they were living so it's basically similar as, as if you were asked me to define european culture for example right so it's very, it's very varied. So people normally know just very, very superficial things about Roma, Roma culture because it's just too complex and very varied. So probably they just don't have enough energy or you know motivation to to know more. And the second, it might be also something with uh, you know the negative perceptions and maybe you know stereotypical. Uh, negative perceptions and mar- marginalization of Roma minority that sadly is still present uh, in our society. And that's why people are just not really interested to know more about their culture, actually. Some people even don't know in Slovakia that Roma, a Roma community has its their own flag their or anthem language the national food and things like that you know they're they're just viewed in that uh, you know quite negative light which is very sad but it is sadly the reality of not only our country but more countries in Europe still nowadays.
0: I was trying to read up and prepare um, for this great conversation that we're having and um, Dr Ian Hancock who's like a United nations representative um, from the international R- Romani union he says that many don't recognize kind of he he says gypsies as a legitimate ethnic group in spite of their shared language and culture and they're not seen as a distinct group of people at all but like a conglomeration of the bits and pieces from the periphery of european society i think what happens a lot of times is like when it comes to Roma music i think the, the general public sorry often forget that not all communities have come together in the same way it's not all nation-state formations Because of this inability to limit Roma peoples to one region, there's a persistent ignorance in discussions about them. And so it can be really difficult to define, I'm I'm sure. But at the same time, I think it makes it so much more interesting to discover and to engage with, because it is really such a global community of people who've, who've had such a massive impression on music as we know it today. I guess the conversation of different sects of roma music speaks to how roma music is defined and termed as well so the generalized term roma roma music is widely used and its range and extent speaks to how musicians innovate and transform using different styles because it can't be contained so it's often easier to distinguish based on region so what are some slovak roma music characteristics that you can think of or that that you recognize Even in
1: Slovakia, there live different subgroups of Roma, of Roma community. We have Rumungre Roma, which are, the majority of Roma people are from subgroup Rumungre Roma, also in Hungary. But there is also one, some percentage of Black Roma, Roma people living in Slovakia, even in Hungary. And, comparing these two groups, their their instruments and their way of music making is very different. The music that I'm doing is very similar to Slovak traditional music. It, it means, as I mentioned, cymbal and band is the basis of, of, this, of this genre that I'm doing. Also, this music is very harmonically advanced and rhythmically advanced. The instruments are playing quite complicated harmony together and, uh, you know, cymbal and play communicates really well with the double bass player and giving them signals of uh, what what is going to happen and also with the viola player and of course uh, violin is always the soloist uh, as well as the vocalist and comparing with the music of black Roma people that I mentioned, their music is not so harmonically advanced they uh, use more guitar percussions and they are also making more uh, vocal percussion, for example. And if they're making harmony, they're, they're uh, making like vocal m- vo- harmony with their voices, you know, not with their instruments. So this is uh, the biggest difference.
0: And it's so interesting because you were mentioning that, you know, it almost because the kind of the culture is so widespread and it, it adapts and it moves and it transcends so many different things that it takes on instruments from the region that you know I guess like you mentioned the traditional instruments but it completely innovates how it's played and how it's arranged and transforms it into something completely different which is so great and so beautiful to listen to what role <laughs> do you think music has in Roma culture
1: I think extremely extremely important of special importance i would like to mention here are the halgato songs that i i think i have already mentioned a little bit they, they are the slow portrayed lament songs for listening and they they have a great cultural value for roma people and they are often considered to be the biggest treasure of roma traditional music because they are they are actually used as a channels of communications of things that cannot be expressed in any other way than singing. And especially it's a grief, sorrow, sad memories from the past. And, you know, those songs are my favorite ethnomusicologist from Slovakia, Jana Belisova. She said that Halgato songs are songs in stories or stories in songs written by human destinies. Um, wow so even in the evening when they have a celebration from a people in I mean in a traditional setting or traditional you know uh, making traditional music so when they are celebrating and they're happy and they're dancing and singing and having a great time together in, in some moment of the evening there comes the time when everyone just calm down and you know and the, the time of singing halgato songs comes and there that's when everyone is able and is encouraged to to share and to sing his or her halgato to others and everyone else is listening and absorbing the song and even crying with the person maybe yes and and this is this is how everyone can share his or her sadness and pain and then the most beautiful thing about it is that uh, when it, when it when it's done they can just have uh, again the happy part of the party you know dance again and sing again and be happy again which has a strong message for me that sadness is just a you know essential part of our lives and uh, there it's nothing uh, to to that we should hide and or that we should be ashamed of because crying and expressing even sad emotions is something that we that we are supposed to do in order to you know be healthy from from inside and to yes just it is also natural part of of this a world and and life so it's nothing to be afraid of we can just share a sadness and then be happy again and even feel even better than before so that's very special i think and this is very important even thera- therapeutic function that
0: uh, that roma music
1: has for for roma people
0: so not only almost ethnographic but also i mean and and of course also cultural but therapeutic i think it, it forms such an interesting philosophy of how to how to be essentially that's that's really interesting the workshop focuses we mentioned this uh really briefly before but the workshop focuses on two main genres of traditional roman music um I'll try again so <laughs> we mentioned this before but the workshop focuses on two main genres of traditional roman music the halgato and the kardasha could you tell us a little bit um Bit more about these genres? Sure. So, Halgato,
1: I was describing a little bit uh, just a while ago. They're in a free rhythm. They have a very, very sad lyrics. Uh, um, the, mo- the most characteristic things is that. Uh, all- Either played by soloists, it means by singer or violin player or cymbal player as a soloist, or it is uh, originally accompanied, just you know, it's normally played only in duo to maintain the intimate atmosphere and the character of the song. And all always the soloist is doing what he or she wants to, and the person accompanying him or her is supposed to wait and to follow the soloist in the best possible way to connect them actually and the very opposite of this genre is Chavdasha, which are songs very humorous simple lyrics are very simple reflecting daily reality one of my favorite called uh, metud nakamau which whose lyrics says like i don't love you anymore because because you're ugly, because you have <laughs> because you have a big nose, and also uh you are blind for one eye <laughs> and and even you are stupid, so so it's very so mean yeah, yeah it's very mean, but it's you know they're uh having fun
0: yeah <laughs>
1: yeah, so uh they are in two four meters um the lyrics are positive, uh, yeah, and they're. O- often they are sing in um, in a unified blocks of songs, so not only one Chardasha song is being performed, but maybe five, you know, one after another without break. So it's also very typical. And yeah, and what else? Normally they are in major and minor scales. Yeah, and also there is one peculiar one so called Gypsy scale, which is minor scale with a two augmented seconds it's very typical sound for Roma music
0: it's so interesting to learn about these genres because before recording this episode and before speaking with you i I had no knowledge of these two genres and they're so beautiful and so well-rounded in what they're trying to do and so different from one another but also complementing each other like you mentioned before one to express you know sorrow and you know, all these different themes and the other to express lighthearted, kind of comical, to express joy and to express happiness and celebration. So it's so wonderful to, that, that you're allowing people to engage with these two genres, something that's quite niche and specific, but also something that can be so universal to everyone and so familiar in terms of the message. So why did you want to develop these music workshops and produce these performances?
1: I believe it's because uh, I just wanted to share what I have learned and what I have experienced with Roma culture myself and Roma music. And just wanted to share why I'm so fascinated with this culture and uh, spread it to the widest possible public.
0: Definitely. And I think especially kind of learning, you said that your engagement with it was through kind of uh, Slovak uh, traditional music. And then you kind of found Roma music through that. And again, because of the the global nature of Roma culture, I I understand that a lot of scholars have found kind of the trajectory and the history of Roma people through the linguistics and the language that's been used to identify the origins and the the history of the migrations that have been made. So it's so interesting that in Slovakia, in Northwest India, all of these different regions kind of um, in, in the Middle East, some people kind of attribute to even Egypt and obviously Central Europe. So it must be so interesting to kind of go back to almost a route that's there, but also making it quite contemporary because it's still being used and and, and it's still mm-hmm. being played, which is a great experience to engage people with. So that's, that's so great that you're allowing other people to have that same engagement that you did or similar at least. and even if you were mentioning before that you know pe- everyone's welcome. you don't have to have uh, any sort of musical experience or musical background. It is an immersive experience and you know they get the opportunity to also play with professional Roma musicians like yourself. I think it's so great that you're create you know that you're using this student enterprise initiative to allow people to engage with Roma music not only just witness and sit and spectate but to get involved it sounds like such an immersive workshop and to also engage and sing with Ro- you know professional Roma musicians like yourself and Lubomir Gashvar and to be able to really understand what Roma culture is firsthand by engaging rather than From all these sources that create all this misinformation about Roma culture, what has your own engagement with Roma or Gypsy culture looked like? And then, yeah, yes, sure, yeah. So a little, could you tell us? So could you tell us a little bit more about how your engagement with Roma or Gypsy culture looked like?
1: Yes, of course. So I have to say, I was really. The lucky one, (laughs) because uh, when I was thirteen years old, I I I I got the opportunity to be a member, the only non-Roma member of uh, the big Roma choir called Chavorengé. It is led by singer, half Roma, half Czech singer from Czech Republic, and she is the leader of this choir, who also collaborates with the Czech Philharmonic Orchestra in the choir. There were young people and children aged from 8 to, I don't know, 20 years maybe. And I spent their eight years singing and traveling with, with them, performing with them and learning from them. And it was basically my the way how I entered also to the background and also what made me think about Roma culture in a more complex way than, than I you know, because when I was 13 years old, obviously, I just heard those, you know, the most superficial things about uh, Roma culture. And that was really eye opening for me. And it, you know, opened the whole new world to me. Very fascinating, rich world uh, that made me happy in those times and many, many other times, you know, that followed. So, yeah, I made a lot of friends there. And then I started to also visit some, you know, Roma settlements. Uh, often excluded settlements in the suburbs of of cities uh, which are not in really good social conditions but i was going there maybe for holiday and talking to their families and you know being friend with them and that that is, you know, I was the lucky one that I had this kind of position and I was able to see and experience this culture really from inside. Yeah, even if I was like child or really young, those memories are really alive in my memory and I think they're very important for me even now. And also, I, even now, I'm in touch with uh, many people and I have lots of Roma, Roma friends. Even my boyfriend comes from Roma family, so I'm daily surrounded with this culture, even today when I'm not uh, a member of that choir anymore. So it has really impacted my whole life, all levels, I would say.
0: That's so beautiful. And it's so lovely to see someone really engaging with a culture, but, you know, actually engaging with it. I don't know how else to put it. And it's so wonderful that you're allowing other people to have that same opportunity. I can really see why you want to make sure this workshop happens because it's, it's made such a difference for you and it's, it's really, you know, introduced you to a whole different realm of music almost. So, being in this space for such a long time, have you ever? seen other non-Roma people engage with Roma culture and does anyone find that it actually feels quite familiar in a way?
1: Of course yes I have seen other people also performing Roma music and it's you know it's very individual how you how you work with this cultural heritage and how you you know how you in what position do you are you putting yourself? Because sometimes when I see some someone performing that music. It's very individual. It's a very tricky question, you know, because also okay. my my opinion is very, it's very, I don't want to judge anyone on, or, or anything, but there are some, you know, there are artists that do that and they are not Roma, non-Roma, especially one singer. She is amazing. She also sings Roma, Roma songs and Roma music and she, is, she, she does it so well, even if she's non-Roma. Uh, from the first moment I heard her, uh, she's, her, her name is Agata Siemaszko. She's from Poland and, but she lives in Slovakia. From the first time I heard her, I, I felt so connected to her because I saw she's not Roma, but she, she was doing it so well. And I know about her that she was also studying music, learning the, those songs, living with those people and so on and so on. And I admire her. She's my, one of my role models, I have to say, in music. But there are also bands and performers that I, i don't resonate with them at all mm-hmm. not because they would not be roma people uh, but uh, because it's uh, you know it's too super superficially absorbed or <laughs> performed yeah. or, i don't know how to say and it's something that really irritates me because they are taking just a very very the upper upper layer of of the whole thing and presenting it as Roma music or gypsy music, but then I still have that, you know, you know, I I I am not Roma myself, so I shouldn't be the one judging judging something like that. So
0: it's very individual. So I guess this conversation or around cultural appropriation speaks to how Romani music is seen. And Petra Gilbert, a Romani educator, scholar and musician from Harvard, um, writes that Romani performers are masters of mixing historically separate genres for reasons that go far beyond, you know, the off sighted gypsy nomadism. She explains that unless we use the circular definition of music played by or and attributed to Romani people. There's no musicological genre that encompasses all Romani music. So I guess that's why it can also be so difficult to consider cultural appropriation of all of these things because it's such a general term for such a large community of people. It can be found in Romanian, Bulgarian, Arabic, Indian, Persian, Turkish, Czech. I mean, so many different regions have been so influenced by Roma music. I mean, that's to say that music has been one of the Roma people's biggest contributions to world culture. And their arrangements have inspired So many big composers like Franz Liszt or even B.B. King. So it's not even that it's just different regions, but also with different styles. So many different styles have been shaped and then reshaped by Roma musicians. I mean, from folk to flamenco to jazz to Balkan music and Middle Eastern music. um, Over hundreds of years, you know, Roma music has influenced so much. Is there any particular musical aesthetic or style that resonates with you because of a certain familiarity it has with with Roma music?
1: Um, definitely, yes. But now I'm thinking, like, I don't know if, uh, if the thing is that I resonate with a certain kind of vibe that... It, that also Roma music has, and also flamenco has, and also jazz music has, or it's coming from you know the Roma music, the my my experience with the Roma music, and that's why I like also the rest of the genres. You know, I don't know if you if you know what I mean. Like if I like the the other genres. Because I like Roma music, or it's something inside of me, and it is also in all those genres, and I like them. But definitely, yes, uh, actually, <laughs> in at SOAS in my second year, as a, in for module performance too, I was taking flamenco singing lessons with with uh, one singer, Juan Cardenas from from Spain. So I'm very, the very, very beginner in flamenco because the, the, the spirit or something, you know. Really resonates with me strongly, and it is really similar to, in somehow, with Roma music. But of course, the whole system of flamenco is, is I would say, more complex, rhythmically complex, and it's very different from, from a music that I know. But yes, there is something that I really love about that. Also Balkan music, the same, you know, Romanian music. uh, There is something that really resonates with. And jazz music, I also perform as a jazz singer sometimes. So the kind of freedom that you can find in jazz music and that you can find in Roman music, it's very, very similar. So it's, it's interesting. And definitely, yes, it is somehow, there is something in common, in all of those genres I can't I can't find the right name what it is there is definitely something that uh, interconnects all those genres
0: so how would you describe the contemporary Roma music scene
1: also very varied I would say of course that to contemporary Roma music there there enters um, you know new impacts new influences from also many Western influences you know in a music making, and in general of global global music because as this world is still getting more and more globalized it's it's being reflected in i would say in all music making or you know contemporary music making across the whole world so especially in music making which is very still very common on daily basis in roma communities which uh, because still there are many roma communities living like together in the Roma um, settlements in Slovakia. For example, there still less and less are present the traditional cymbal bands and they are using more reproduced music and also instruments, you know, electroacoustic instruments and karaoke, you know, music on, on celebration, family celebration and things like that, or electric pianos with effect and, and things like that are still more and more present in their household there are significant changes in this sense and also in not only in this household productions but uh, also in professional contemporary Roma music making new uh, influences of modern world are, are being present so it is definitely changing and that's uh, why I like even more um, doing Roma traditional music and performing with this music because it's um, still less and less people are doing that, but still Roma people love it. For example, we have published uh, some videos uh, on YouTube from the uh, you know concert that I mentioned, the concert for Soas Concert Series, At, and it was so popular in between you know the Roma community in Slovakia. It was my most successful <laughs> YouTube video ever. Like it it really has been spread uh, so quickly and everyone was just talking about that. And it's just, you know, traditional songs in traditional setting with, um, you know, great musicians. So people still love it. People still remember. People still, you know, maybe they can think of their grandma or their parents or their aunties and so on. So they they are still big fans of this kind of music, but still less and less music like that is being produced nowadays.
0: So in reference to this virtual space that, you know, and the new technologies that we have access to, how has it been organizing the performances and dealing with the virtual creative space, especially during a pandemic?
1: It It was very different. It was my first time organizing something like that, even though I was doing online concert before performing, but not organizing it. And I was a little bit, you know, it was a little bit stressful for me at the beginning (laughs) because I didn't know, especially when i was uh, supposed to being also like uh, commenting those songs and you know communicating with the imaginary or you know audience that i was uh, talking to and welcoming and you know and there was no one it was not even live <laughs> it was pre-recorded so it was for me a little bit uh, it was very different feel but then it has its pros and cons of course there is nothing uh, more for me than a live performance for, you know, live audience and to get and to receive their feedback in the form of applause immediately. But uh, then on the other hand, we have really valuable material. We have a lot of recordings and high quality videos that we can use in the future. And as I said, we, some of them, we have already published it uh, on YouTube, on my YouTube channel. So, and also such a, uh, so many people have seen the. Concert online on Facebook, people that would be not normally able to come to the to the performance, uh, not only from the UK but from Slovakia, from Czech Republic, Hungary, and so on. So it was accessible and it reached wider, much wider public than it would reach um, in in uh, in person version. But of course, still music is something that uh, I believe should be primarily kept <laughs> to you know to, to be done in person, and at least for me, yeah it is something that I love to do
0: in person mostly. So how do you think Roma culture is misrepresented? I would say that people still um,
1: believe on um, in those the most stereotypical uh, things about Roma culture, even you know, either from the positive side or also from the negative p- point of view. And I would like to mention one initiative, very nice initiative uh, on Instagram. There is an account uh, called Roma Reality. There, they have uh, two hashtags. One is called Roma Reality and the second is Gypsy Myth. And the aim of this initiative on uh, of this project is to post uh, posting uh, pictures of Roma people yeah, of their daily life, so any anyone who who would like to be involved and and live surrounded by Roma people or is Roma people or Roma person himself or herself. Can post these hashtags or picture with those hashtags on on Instagram, so it can be actually really uh, visible that there is nothing to do with uh, feathers, uh, fire caravans, or uh, you know hippie lifestyle at all. <laughs> if you if you would uh, look at that profile on Instagram and then uh, you know follow those hashtags, you would you you probably wouldn't say it is uh, Roma life, or it is a typical (laughs) Roma reality, because it is actually, it might be of any other nation or culture or or ethnicity, the pictures that that you you are able to see there. Uh, So yeah, there are also initiatives that are trying to, you know, fight against or to support the the true Roma reality, because, you know, fight against is, again, a little bit negative, but we want to think in the positive way and to spread the positive narratives. So, so yeah, just uh, empowering the true Roma reality that is not covered by that uh, romanticized imagery still quite spread in between people.
0: Definitely. To counter the narrative of, you know, all of these kind of the misrepresentations, of Roma culture, I think it's great to have initiatives like like Roma Reality that you mentioned and also like yours because it really does, sometimes I think online engagement is great, but it's limited and some people, they just forget it and go. But with a workshop like this, I think you'll never forget it. It'll be something that you do and you always remember that, you know, it, especially when it's with people and it's such an immersive experience. I think it's such a great way to actually dismantle and deal with all of these conversations that we've been having today. Is there a specific way that you're looking to dismantle these narratives in your workshop?
1: You know, I don't want to literally, like, to be saying to people on the workshop, like, this is not good, like, the Roma culture is not this, it is not this, and it is not that. <laughs> I want to do the opposite, I want to show them, like, it's also this, and it's also that, in a way that I I I want to, people to, to make their own opinion, and, and to, to see the reality themselves, you know, and so we will we will teach them songs and talk with them about roma roma reality and roma culture as we know as we know it as we live it so and i think that's that's the biggest point like we don't want to uh, literally to say like this is not this is not good because it was, it was being represented like that in some movies and on some pictures. So there is a reason why people have this connotation with Roma culture. So there is a grain of truth or. It might uh, be reality in the past, you know. Of course, they are nomad nation from the past, you know. So yes, they some Roma people used to live in caravans and uh, traveled with caravans. But it is such a you know small percentage of of reality of today that uh, we want to focus more on that than on you know refuting stereotypes, we want to focus like okay, you might have you might have thought like Roma Roma culture is this, but yeah, and there is also Roma culture and Roma realities.
0: So when are you planning to have this workshop take place?
1: So the whole project this is believed to take place at the beginning of term two, and it is because we are going to record a CD with this band with those musicians that we that we are planning to come. In October this year, and the CD will be released in December. And I would like to come to the UK with the whole band, uh, with the the CD done and released. So you know, we might have also something in our hands to like present the whole thing in a form of you know art piece or CD or something like that so that's the reason why I want to wait until the beginning of term two and then to come and do the whole thing and the whole project at the beginning of term two
0: that's so exciting and what can people expect from the workshop they can definitely expect to of course
1: to learn new music to get a new perspective a wider perspective to Roma culture to learn a little bit of background of uh, musicians that will that will be uh, leading the workshop, and to yeah, to have have a great time together. And of course, uh, I also would like to involve people who will attend the workshop. I would like to and invite them on the stage to perform at least one piece on the concert that we will have at Soas. It means that those who will attend the workshop, they will have the opportunity also to perform maybe one or two pieces at the end of the concert with the whole band and with us at SOAS. So this is also, the, it will be like the end closing evening of the workshop.
0: That's so exciting and such a great opportunity to get involved, but also to perform and experience that with actual professional musicians. It was so insightful speaking to you about the work you're doing and learning about you and all that you do. I mean, from making a new album to being a professional vocalist and a SOAS student and managing the student enterprise project. I'm surprised you have time to record this uh, episode with me. But thank you so much for your time.
1: Thank you. Thank you for really nice questions. So thank you very much for having me.